Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. This is going to catch a lot of you by surprise. I mean, this is going to be like, I didn't know that about you, Pastor Jeff. I mean, it's just going to be so like, whoa. But I have a problem with my mouth getting me in trouble. <laughs> you don't kids, that's not a surprise, right? I do. And, and I, I, you know, it troubles me because I have this gift. It's a gift that in my heart I'm thinking about, you know, what I want to say to someone. And in my mind is processing it. And it sounds so good. And But when I say it and it comes out what sounded so good and was meant to be so good comes out so wrong. And people look at me like, did you just say that? I'm like, uh, 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 that's not what I meant, you know, and then it's, then it's just downhill from there, right? I want you to know that I am not the only one that struggles with that. There's a few in this room, right, that struggle with that. There we go, right? Let's see your hands, all right? The rest of you are probably liars. <laughs> but I love, what I love about the Bible, this book, is that God does not hide the faults of, of the people that served him. He didn't hide their faults. There's a guy by the name of Simon Peter that, that was in the Bible for me because I can relate to him. He was always spouting off of his mouth and he was always doing things, you know, quickly and without thinking. And, and I can relate to some of that. And one of the things that, like he said, you know, Jesus told him, you know, I'm going to have to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to die for your sins. And and Simon Peter said, oh, no, you're not. Uh-huh, no, not as long as I'm around, Jesus. Nobody's messing with you. And then Jesus looks at him and says, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Jesus said that. He was like, man, you need to shut up. That's what Jesus was trying to say, you know. Get behind me, Satan. And, and so Simon didn't learn. And again, you know, Jesus brings it up again. And Simon says, you know, Jesus, I just want you to know that, that uh, nobody's going to mess with you. And if, as a matter of fact, Jesus, if all these other guys walk away from you and leave you, I want you, you can count on me. I will be there no matter what. And Jesus looks at him and says, oh, you're speaking without thinking. He says, matter of fact, uh, by tomorrow morning at about 6 a.m. before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times before then. <laughs> and he did. What I'm saying is that this problem, our words matter. And that's what we've been in this series called the 10 most powerful words. And we're talking about words because they matter. And last week we talked about the words I believe. And I believe we're strong. They're strong words. But there's two more words that I want to give you today, and I want you to say these words with me. And let's just say them right now together. Here they are. I care. Let's say it. I care. Come on. Would you say that with a little emotion? You ready? Come on. I care. That's right. 
I'm going to tell you what, the person beside you just got excited. They did. You just lifted them because they're like, oh, you do. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, on our car ride to church, I didn't think you cared. <laughs> Woo! Mm, some of you at home are going, oh, yes. Then started something already. I care. And let me just tell you, this is what I discovered about I care. Is that the way you communicate that, I have this statement that I, I want you to take a picture of it when it comes up. So go and get your phones ready. And those of you that are watching at home, it's going to come on your screen as well. Take this picture, and I hope you can put it somewhere because it will help you the rest of your life. So let's say it. Here it is up on the screen. Take that picture, and we'll read it. Let's read it. Ready? Come on. People don't care how much I know until they know how much I care. We're going to leave that up. Say it one more time. Let's say it. Ready? People don't care how much I know until they know how much I care. And that is true. Yes. Is that you can have all the answers in the world and you can be right about it. But if they don't think that you care, they don't listen to you. Amen. And so it's I care. I care. I care is a message that we want to communicate. And so today I want to talk to you about because those words by themselves are cheap, aren't they? Well, I care. Well... You can say I care all day long, yes. but the way that we really know you care is that you show it. Yes. And so we want to talk about how to show it. And the great thing, again, what I love about this book is that that guy, Peter, in here, God helped him get it together. And matter of fact, God used him to write a book in the Bible, uh, a couple books, first and second Peter is in the Bible. And we're going to look right at his words and look how he matured. And he's going to show us how that when we begin to care, how God can change things in your life. And so if you just uh, look on the screen with me, the first thing I'd like to share with you about how to show I care is number one is show honor. Yes. Is show honor. Now, he, Peter says this. He says, honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. What was he saying? He said, you're going to love all people, love the brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, uh, respect God, and respect the government. That's what he was saying. And here's what I want to tell you. To honor someone, like I had to learn this. To honor someone is to show value or respect to them. Would you agree with that? It's a value. I'm going to tell you something. That this, is, this is a little bit embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyways because that's how I am. When Rhonda and I had been married like 10 years, things were not clicking for us. Oh, they were clicking all right. <laughs> yeah, they were clicking. But they, you know, we had two small children, and things just weren't going that well. And, you know, we wanted, we wanted to, like, try to get better. So Rhonda found, I don't know how she came across these, these VHS tapes, okay, some of you are going to have to Google what that is, all right? It used to have something called a VCR, right? You know, you put the tapes in, you watch it. Well, there was a guy who did a seminar. He's a Christian psychologist that did a, that did a seminar on marriage in the 80s, okay? And she found these tapes somewhere, and so she snuck them to our house. And uh, then, uh, again, they're Christian videotapes of a man teaching about marriage, okay? And so she snuck them to our house. So late at night when the kids were asleep and we would, you know, we kept them covered up and, and so we didn't want anybody to see we had those tapes because pastors are supposed to be perfect, right? 
Oh, they're not supposed to have any marriage problems or anything like that. So we kept those things tucked away in the back of our little stand there and covered up. So when kids go to bed at night, we close the shades down. I mean, you think we like it was porn or something, you know what I'm saying? But you would think that, but it wasn't. It was a man teaching about marriage. And, and so we take those things out and, and put those VHS tapes in and begin to listen to this guy named Dr. Gary Smalley begin to talk about marriage. He began to teach something in there that began to change our relationship. And he talked about honor, how we should honor uh, our spouse and the people in our home. And he said, to honor someone, you got to value them. And he showed this example. He went in and he got this very valuable uh, violin. It's called a Stradivarius. Stradivarius, that's what it's called. And it, this, this violin is so valuable. Matter of fact, I just looked up again before I did this message. In 2014, one of those violins went on the market. The starting bid was $45 million. So when I'm talking about valuable, I'm talking about valuable. And so he said, someone let him use that for an illustration. And as he held that violin, I mean, he had gloves on and he was just like so careful with that, the way he treated it. And when he laid that violin back down in this little case, it was so delicate, you know, and so easy. And he said, the reason I'm treating this violin like this is because it's so valuable. And he said that when you begin to value people, you begin to treat them differently. Amen. And when you value someone, when you value someone, that means that you don't just like, like that violin, he didn't just throw it around. He didn't just, you know, he said, oh no, this is valuable. And when Rhonda and I saw that, it began to change how I began to see her. And I would ask myself the question, the way I was speaking to her, was it valuing her? Was it honoring her? And honoring, and I would just tell you, when we begin to honor one another, we begin to see value in that person, and we honor them with our words, and it changes everything, everybody. It changes everything. Amen. It changes everything. When you honor someone by showing them value, it screams, I care. Come on, let's say those two words. You ready? I care. Say them again. I care. When you, when you honor someone, it says that to them. And I just want to challenge you in your relationships. Begin to honor the people around you. Honor the people in your community. And watch what happens. You will begin to scream, I care. Amen? Amen. Amen. So again, look at the next verse with me. Oh, let's say our statement again. Come on, I don't want you to forget this. You, let's say this. You ready? People don't care how much I know until they know how much I care. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's look at Peter. He goes on and says this. Oh, he's getting it together. Finally, he says this. All of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, and a tender heart, and a humble mind. So I'd like to take the rest of our time together and break down what he just said because he just got it and he's trying to pass it on to us. So number two is this. Number two is strive for unity of mind. Strive for unity of mind. Now, this is in every relationship. It doesn't matter. We have to strive for this. Philippians 2 and 2, he says, live in harmony by showing love for each other. Now, would you read out loud with me what's underlined? Those of you that are watching online, come on, read it out loud. Here we go. Be united in what you think. Woo-wee. Be united in what you think as if you were only one person. And I'm going to tell you what, 
Again, I'm going to go back to the marriage relationship because this is like two strangers having to come together, right? And so if, if, if two married people could do it, then pe- we can do it on the fringes all the time. It begins there. So, so what I would say to you is, is that we have to learn this, is that this is where we have to share our thoughts. We have to share our thoughts with people who do not think like us. When Rhonda and I got married, she was way over here in her thinking and I was way over here in my thinking. And that was a problem for 10 years. Like We were like, man, what's wrong with you? You are one jacked up person. What's wrong with you? You are one idiot. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's what we, and then, but when we began to, we began to share our thoughts. And listen, we never got married. Uh, we never got better in our marriage until we began to share these thoughts. And listen, parent and child's the same way. Uh, co-worker in our community, we never get better until we begin to share our thoughts. So this is what I wrote down. And by the way, let me just tell you something. When you just throw your thoughts out there to social media, it becomes a war zone. I mean, that's not, you solve nothing. You can, you put it out there on social media and say, well, this is the way I feel. And you put it out there. Listen, you just started something. You didn't finish something. You didn't heal anything. You didn't make it better. You made it worse. But this is what I want you to know. But calm conversation is a healing zone. When you have conversation. And this is another thing. You see, what Rhonda and I learned and what I learned with people is this, is that my thoughts combined with your thoughts gives us both a new thought. You see, when my thoughts combined with your thoughts will give us both a new thought. We will both walk away with a new thought and we can get better. So, two perspectives brings progress. Did you hear that? It's not one perspective, but two perspectives coming together brings progress. And we should never forget that. Look at what Ephesians 5 and uh, 4 and 15 says this. Instead, let's read what's on the line. You ready? Come on. We will speak the truth in love. We will speak the truth in love. Growing in every way more and more like who? Like Christ. That's what we want to do. Like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So, in other words, you're either going to speak for healing or you're going to speak for hurting. You got to choose. You're going to speak for healing or you're going to speak for hurting. And one of those two are going to happen. And let me just say this to you. Whatever... Listen, you might know the truth and you may have the truth in you, but anytime you speak the truth without love, nobody hears you. When you, you say, I tell you, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Anybody ever told you that? Let me tell you the truth. When they tell you the truth, you don't hear a word they're saying, right? Because you're thinking about the truth you're going to tell them. Let me tell you the truth. I wear a nine and a half shoe. It's coming right up your backside. I mean, that's what we're thinking, right? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You're too holy for that kind of thought, aren't you? Oh, yeah. No, just go ahead and take that little halo off and slide it right up under the seat, right? And those of you, listen, if you're still in bed, just slide it under your pillow. Cause Cause that's, that's the truth right there. See, you, you, we say, I'm going to tell them the truth. Well, let me tell you something. You tell them the truth, your teeth gritted. They're not hearing anything you say. You have to speak the truth. When you speak the truth with love, it changes everything. I never will forget the day. Again, I'm using Rhonda and I's illustration today, which is about 90% of the time we, you're here anyways. But I remember the day at that 10-year mark that she looked at me and she told me, finally, she spoke the truth in love. She wasn't mad at me. She said, Jeff, 
when you're constantly second, making me second guess everything that I do, you make me feel little. Amen. Those words that she spoke to me changed our marriage because it changed me. Because I married that woman to make her the, you know, the, the apple of my eye. That's what she was. And I never, ever wanted to feel little. Yes. I wanted to lift her up. And so that changed me. And I just want to tell you, we have to speak the truth with love. Amen. Now, so um, <clears throat> again, and let me just say this before I move on. If you're screaming the truth, nobody's hearing the truth. You can have the truth, but if you're streaming, screaming it, that's why, like in your home, you know, you get that argument starts and you start screaming. Nobody's hearing what you got to say. Amen. They think about what they're going to scream back at you. Okay, all right. None of you have that problem. So let's just put our statement back up on the screen and make it nice right here. Let's say it. Come on. People don't care how much I know until they know how much I care. Amen. Amen. Number three is this, is show understanding. Show understanding. I'm, a, I'm about to give another transparency in my life. And I'm just asking you ladies, before I say this, please give me some grace. And what that means is don't throw your pen at me. Don't throw, don't throw your purse at me or anything you've got. Don't throw it at me. Guys, would you just please hold, if you're with your spouse or girlfriend, hold their hands right now, all right? You don't understand someone until you walked a mile in their shoes. You agree with that? Oh boy, here it goes. I'm putting it out there because I love you. When, again, when our children were small, Rhonda was a stay-at-home mom. And I would be days that I would come home and the laundry had not been done. Or maybe there was dishes in the sink. And I would make this terrible, terrible mistake. You feel it coming, don't you? What have you been doing all day? See, please don't throw anything at me. Those of you at home, please don't type any curse words in right now, please. I said that. And so finally, I'm like, you know, man, if I was here, I'd be having all this done. And so we had two kids. I said, i tell you what. Next week, you plan you a whole day off with whoever you want to go, ladies or whatever. You go do what you want to do. And I'm going to come home. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to take care of these kids, too. She took me up. She didn't even argue. Okay. <laughs> now, this was before everybody had a cell phone with them all the time. And so I, uh, we started off that morning. I got up early. I got in my office. I got all my stuff out ready. I said, I'm going to study when these kids are here. And I'm telling you what it wasn't three minutes into it. The kids coming there, Daddy, feed me. Daddy, feed me. What do you mean? Feed yourself, you know? I don't know. What, feed me. I don't know. Feed, feed yourself. So, I, can't, I can't get my cereal. Daddy, please. Da daddy, daddy, daddy. My sister just pooped on herself. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Then one threw up. And then I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I could get nothing done. They, do, they, come, they were just like these animals. <laughs> I couldn't get a hold of Rhonda. I was trying, my God, where is she at? Will she ever come home? And when she come in the door, I was like, please, don't ever do me like that again. <laughs> Amen. 
I understood. And from that day forward, we never had those kind of conversations again. If there was, a, you know, if the laundry didn't go, I was like, hey, how do you work this thing? I got this, you know. You take care of them little animals. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs 18 and 2. You're going to like this. <laughs> this is like where we live at. Look, fools don't want to understand what? Anything. Anything. All right, now let's just read out loud what's like with a little attitude. All right, here we go. You ready? They only want to tell others what they think. Amen? That's a fool right there. And I've been a fool before. Have you? You see, if you're always giving your opinion, you're going to get stuck in life. Because what you're doing is recycling old thoughts. You had, I had a new one. <laughs> you now had a new one. To get unstuck, listen, to get unstuck in life, you must be willing to stop. You must be willing to stop trying to tell everybody what you, what you think and start asking them what they think. Woo! You want to get better. You want you, every area of your life, if our community's going to get better, we got to stop telling what we think. We got to say, well, what do you think about this? In your home, if it's going to get better, we got to stop saying, well, this is what I think. No, what do you think? And then when I know what you think and you know what I think, then we can come together and we can have a new thought and our lives can get better and we can move on one with another. Amen. 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 Oh, James picks it up. Look what James says. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Can you hear the little sarcasm? My little brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to what? Slow to and slow to get angry. Dear God, can we just post that all over the world right now? If we can just listen, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Oh, my goodness. Listen to this. When you stop listening to others, you lose your voice. When you, when you stop listening to others, you lose your voice. Moms and dads, it's a mistake that I made as a parent. Let me tell you something. When you quit listening to your children, they quit listening to you. When you quit, when you quit listening to your spouse, they quit listening to you. When you quit listening to your neighbor, they quit listening to you. When you quit listening to your coworker, they quit listening to you. Whenever you stop listening, you lose your voice. All you're doing is this. Oh, you're doing a lot of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nobody's hearing anything you say. It's like you don't have a voice. Whenever you stop listening, you lose your voice. Oh, Billy Graham. All right, Billy Graham said. You know, it's like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Billy Graham. You know. <laughs> How about to get it right if I'm going to quote Billy Graham? <laughs> Billy Graham said, a hurting person that does not need a lecture, they need a listener. They need someone to listen. If we're going to get better, we have to learn to listen. So let's just say one more time. It's coming up on the screen. Let's say our, our care thought. Here we go. You ready? People don't care how much I know until they know how much I care. Number four, practice brotherly love. Listen to what the Bible says, man. Romans 12 and 10. Love each other as, would you read those next words with me there online? Ready? Brothers and sisters. That is dangerous right there. 
Love each other as brothers and sisters and honor others more than yourself. Now, I don't know about you, but listen to what he said. Love each other like brothers and sisters. Listen, my nose is crooked because my sister loved me. <laughs> she gave me the right hand of fellowship. <laughs> my sister, you don't want to meet my brother. Good grief. <laughs> you, did you hear what I just said? Now, I want to just ask you. Did you ever have any, if you had an argument with your brother or sister when you were living in the house with them, would you just please raise your hand, everybody that you did? Okay. Is there anybody in the room not raising your hand? Because I want to, maybe you were the child, you know, the only child or something. All of us. And when he says, you know what that means? That means this, is that brothers and sisters, we, we got, well, we got into it. I mean, we would yell and scream at each other. We would do all of that. But guess what? Because we're brothers and sisters, we couldn't go anywhere. That means that, you know, so brothers and sisters means that we're in this together. Is that, yeah, we, might, we would say, oh, I don't want to talk to you again. I, I, I just wish you wasn't in my family. I don't like you. you know, I can't stand you. Don't, don't even look at me. Yeah. Right? And then, because you couldn't go anywhere, you had to stay in the house. It's amazing after a little time passed how you sort of got back to like each other again, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Like, listen, you know, like I, I, we, as brothers and sisters, we fight with each other so we can fight for each other, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we have to work some stuff out. And I just want to tell you in, in your life right now is that if we keep running from each other, we're never, ever going to get it together. We have to learn to work together. And that's why, the, you know, like Rhonda and I, if it wasn't for that agreement that we married and made a commitment, there wouldn't be no Jeff and Rhonda dolls right now because we would have ran out on each other. But because we made a commitment and said, no, we're going to have disagreements. And let me tell you, we have some disagreements. And we, but because we said we're not going anywhere, we're going we're gonna to stay right here together. And because we stayed together, we was able to stay together long enough to work it out. Man, and let me tell you something. When you get on the other side of working it out, oh, hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> you didn't know it was going to be this good this morning, did you? I just missed you. You need to be a part of a church family so you can learn to be around other people that, can, that you can just get around that are not like you, that you can grow. You need it. And if you've not gone to growth track, that's how you, that's how you become a member of SEC. I want to challenge you. Why don't you just sign up to, grow to go to growth track? And those that are watching at home, just, just sign up on your connection card or type it in because we want you to be a part of SEC. Okay, number five is be tenderhearted. <laughs> Paul, uh, Peter says that. You know, that's just choosing to care no matter what. That's what tenderhearted is. And let me just stop right here. Listen, the reason we're here in this room today is because God Almighty was tenderhearted towards us. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for our sin because he loved us, because his heart is tender toward us. And if you have not received him into your life, you're going to be hard-hearted. And if you want your heart to be tender, you have to say, Jesus, come and save me. That's how you become tenderhearted. You're never going to see things differently until you see them through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? I want to challenge you. Right now, those of you that are in this room right now that do not have a relationship with Jesus, those that are watching right now, I just want to challenge you right now and say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. That's it. Save me. I want you in my life. 
And when you say save me, he changes you from the inside out. If you're saying that now, you don't have to stand up at home. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to do anything. The only thing I want you to do is let me know so I can pray with you. And I'd like to send you a book. So I'd like for you to text the words, following Christ, to this number that's coming up on the screen. Even in this room, because we don't have any paper here for you to check a box. And I want to send you this book called The Next Steps of Christ Followers, My Gift to You. So please text us that. Okay, number six, let's move on. Number six is be humble-minded. That means just simply showing respect that I'm not any better than you. Matter of fact, I consider you better than me. You are better than me. No matter, you are better than me. I don't care what kind of titles we, we, you know, our job gives us, our life gives us. I'm still no better than anybody. And neither are you, right? And that's what the Bible says, that we're to learn, learn that. Look what it says. And Galatians 3 and 28, there is no difference between Jew or Gentile. By the way, if you're not a Jew, you're Gentile. Just let you know that. Between men and women. Let's read what's underlined. You are all one in union with Christ. Amen. And on my desk right now, I have a, uh, this, this statue that I, I bought in Israel. Uh, Rhonda and I did when we went several years ago. And it's on my desk to remind me that I am, I am, I am the servant of all. And every day I look at that and remind myself that I, I am the servant of all. Look what the Bible says in Philippians 2 and 3. When you do things, do not let, let selfishness or pride be your God. Instead, be humble. And let's read what's underlined. And give more honor to others than yourself. When you respect people, you say those two words, I care. It's when you respect. Amen. Number seven. Let me go ahead and give you this one. Number seven. Oh, boy. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Look what Peter says in 1 Peter 3 and 9. Don't repay evil for what? Evil. Evil. Okay. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Now, let me just pause here. Remember the guy we're talking about, Simon Peter? When they come to get Jesus arrested, remember he, he pulled out his sword and said, oh, no, you're not. And he swung it to cut a guy's head off and the guy ducked and he cut his ear off. Remember that? And Jesus said, hey, man, listen, you put that sword up. He got the man's ear up, put it over here, and, and put it back on his head, and healed his ear. Remember that story? And now this man is telling us, don't do this. Listen to what he said. Look how God has worked. Look. So he says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, let's read what's on the line. Pay them back with a blessing. There he is. God is real. Amen. He goes on to say this. That is what God has called you to do. And let's read what's on the line. And he will bless you for it. You know, now let me just say, when you're giving someone a blessing, we have to get this right. Now, in the South, when you say, well, bless your heart, (laughs) that is not a blessing. Matter of fact, that means you're about the biggest idiot I've ever met. (laughs) Isn't it? I mean, when somebody says, well, bless your heart. They're like, you know, that's so dumb, I don't even know what else to say. Bless your heart. That's not a blessing. You see, either you're going to send cursing. Notice what he said. When you bless others, you get blessed. He said, God's word said that. When you, God gives you a blessing. When you bless others. Now, what is a blessing? 
A blessing is, a, is when you declare with your mouth, when you speak those words, it says, God, I want God's good for you. I hope God's favor goes before you. I hope God will be before you, come behind you. I just want God's best for you. When you say, I bless you, that's what you're saying. So either, now, now either, when you send out cursings, guess what comes back? It comes right back, right? So maybe, just maybe, if, if you're not being blessed, you need to watch what you're saying. If you don't like what you're seeing, you need to watch what you're saying. Because what you say will come back to you. So I bless you. 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 And I bless you. I bless you with every blessing. I pray that God's favor goes before you. I pray in the morning when you wake up that you sense the presence of God. I pray when you're going through a difficulty that, the, that you are blessed by God and you feel the angels of the Lord Almighty around you. I pray that at the midnight hour when you can't sleep, that you know that God is there with you because you are blessed by God. He's before you. He is behind you. He is beside you. He is with you. He will not leave you. He is the God that is always with you. And you are blessed by God. Who am I? I am blessed by God. Why? Because I'm blessing you right now. I believe the power of God is with you right now. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Let him go before you. Know who you are and that the power of God is with you. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Don't leave me by myself. Why don't you stand? Why don't, why don't we practice this right now? Why don't you look at somebody and say, I bless you. Go ahead right now. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Hallelujah, right? Come on. Find three more people. Say, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. You're blessed. You're blessed. I want God's faith. And you look for it. Look for God's blessing. They're coming your way because you're blessed. I'm blessing you right now. You are blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. We're going to sing this song. Oh, there's a priestly blessing. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you peace. That's the blessing that's over your life, right? We're gonna, I'm going to pray for you, and then our band's going to come out, and they're going to sing this song. And I want you to let it sink deep into your spirit today. Father, right now, Lord, I pray blessing. God, you're the blesser. Lord, and we get to, we get to declare it and call it out. And I pray that you will bless everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.